Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Hi, welcome to The Wedding Dish. We're coming at you live over full service radio. Um, Unfortunately, not at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. at the moment. We are recording from, uh, for me, I'm recording from the corner between my bed and the wall, um, (laughs) sitting on my comforter (laughs) to try to make sure the sound quality is okay. Steph is recording from her house, and our guest is also recording from home. So we're all doing the uh, appropriate social distancing thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we're rocking it, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) The Wedding Dish is the essential wedding podcast. You will hear tips and tricks about planning, gain inspiration, and hear real-life experiences. And learn a little bit about building a business in the D.C. area. That's Sarah Alipin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that's Steph Norton, entrepreneur and producer of The Wedding Dish. And do we have um, Cluzo today? So, um, <laughs> my little French bulldog friend, Cluzo, um, actually just went to go to the bathroom. He, so I'm, my bedroom is on the second story, but we have... Um, we have French doors on both levels of our house and he was asking to go out at the upstairs floor where there's nothing on the other side. He like oh, doesn't geez. understand what's happening. Oh, so no. funny. <laughs> so he will be back in a few minutes, but he is not here at the moment. Uh, <laughs> on the wedding dish, we chat with real married or engaged couples, wedding pros in the DC area. And we read listener stories or answer questions on our mini episode. Today, we are dishing with DC stylist, Lindsay Evans, and we are super excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We wish that we were having Rosé with you in person, (laughs) but we're so glad we were able to um, lean into the skid with this and record locally. I know that sounds so nice. I was so excited to go to the line too, because I've not been there since moving to DC. So um, I was excited to check it out, but we'll have to do it some other time. We will absolutely have to have a happy hour at another time because <laughs> when we're the all line here. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Amazing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. I miss being in person. It's just a different energy and stuff. It this is weird because this is the longest I haven't seen you in a really long time. I know it's weird. I know it's so weird. But do, I'm, you guys, <laughs> do you guys live alone, or do you have partners you live with, or dogs? My husband, my husband's in the, my husband's in the other room, so we have okay. an apartment, and he's in the other room, and so like he had a call, and then now I have this, and then he has a call at like two o'clock. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of coordinating. Like, it's like, I'm going in here, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, that is 100% what's happening in my house. I have, my husband is working from home 
Um, did you guys see the, or did you ladies see the um, meme online that was, um, it's like, working from home has taught me so much about my husband. I didn't realize I was married to the let's circle back to that in another time, man. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but that's spot on. That's spot on. <laughs> when you're in full on work mode, like you don't really get to see your significant other like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I've definitely seen some things for sure since this whole thing. So it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it's good. We've been, you know, adapting and it's yeah. been so far, it's been okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, Lindsay, so, um, we, wanted to have you on on the podcast um for those of you guys who don't know um Lindsay is she's been profiled in the Northern Virginia magazine as the 2019 best of st- personal styling in the DMV um she has also been in the 2018 capital file as a fashion entrepreneur to watch and she's been on TV as well um and featured in a lot of local local publications. So we're really glad to have her. And yeah, we just wanted to get started off. Um, you're on your um, on your Instagram page. You call yourself a wardrobe concierge, which I love that. Can you tell us what that means? Thank you. Um, yeah, I use that term because I really try and customize my services to each individual client and their needs. So, um, whereas a lot of stylists in the area offer like a really rigid program, um, or, you know, there's the option of a style subscription box or, you know, these other sort of avenues, I'm very customizable toward my client. So, you know, kind of whatever they're looking for, I can adapt to, um, and I don't keep as, you know, rigid of, guidelines around how we work together. So for example, like some, some stylists will only like have you do an appointment in store. They'll set up for this much time. This is how much time you get. You're limited to that one store. I'll bring things to your house. I'll ship things for you. I'll handle returns. You don't feel like doing, um, I'll meet you at your alterations place. So, you know, we have a lot more leeway and that way we can get a lot more accomplished together. And I really get a sense for my client's aesthetic and their taste and their worries and their fears and their priorities and their goals. Um, so it's a very well-rounded offering. (laughs) Do you end up doing a lot of your styling online or do you end up meeting with people in person? The I'd say about 80% of my business is meeting with people in person and bringing things to their home. So it's like curating a selection and then, you know, for whatever the event may be, oftentimes mother of the bride, et cetera, um, and bringing them some options. Sometimes, you know, especially with gowns, um, people prefer to view things online prior and then, and then shop online. So I do have the virtual option and I keep everything in a virtual closet for each of my clients, even if we do it in person. So I upload all of their selections um, to my like virtual platform. And then they have like looks put together in their closet. It's just a simple link you can go to also there any recommendations after a fitting where it doesn't require like a whole other fitting. I can just add a couple of items and then they can shop from there directly. So it's very, it's very user-friendly and um, 
keeps everyone organized, keeps me organized, keeps them organized. So everyone's happy. Now you, you were working in LA, right. With doing kind of like celebrity fashion. Right. And then when did you come to the DC area and tell me about that switch? Sure. Yeah. I moved, um, back to DC. So I went to high school. I've kind of had like a back and forth life, but I moved out here when I was 10. I went to high school, a little bit of college in DC and then transferred um, schools to LA and then stayed in LA for till um, 20, the end of 2016. Um, And that was sort of a crazy time in my life because I had been engaged to someone else and um, I was doing celebrity styling for like 10 years and, uh, or not eight years, sorry, eight years. And uh, I had just kind of burned out of that whole scene. I was, you know, having success and everything, but it just wasn't really fulfilling me. And then I met my husband when I came back and visited my parent, my current my only and current husband <laughs> when I came back and was visiting my parents during the summer. And so we met in um, August and in September of 2016, I had moved all my stuff back. So it was pretty instant. Okay, nice. I, I also lived in LA for a while and moved here and my husband works for the, he worked for the government, which uh-huh. is why we moved. And I thought I was going to be here for like three years because he was working on a project at an agency and I've yeah. been here for almost eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, my yeah. my husband's a commercial broker, so we're sort of we're based here. So um you know, we this is the wedding dish. And um do a lot of your clients ask for wedding like wedding styling? Is that like a big part of your business? Or is it more like the mother of the bride that someone comes to you for? Yeah, typically my clients range from like 35 to 65. So I really hit that um, area of either like I'm attending a wedding or I'm um, my, you know, my daughter's getting married, etc. I don't typically work with brides on their wedding day, just because I think a lot of brides are really meticulous about how they want things, etc. And so I may have like a couple mother of the brides I'm working with, and then their daughter has a question about a couple things like some, it's usually like some styling details. Um, like, should I add a ribbon? Or, you know, which earrings should I wear stuff like that mm-hmm. little things, but not like really dress appointments. So it's a lot of mother of the brides I work with and wedding guests. And do you help people um, like get their weddings published, like in blogs no. or? <laughs> no, I you don't. don't. <laughs> I don't know why I have that question there, but it, it was there. Um, well, I don't. Yeah, not sure. Not sure. Usually, yeah. the wedding photographer, from my experience, is the one that facilitates that, since they have like all the high res images, and then it's like their work getting published too. But maybe you guys know better than me on that. But no one comes to you and is like, "I need to look like I want you to style my whole look because I'm trying to get into a wedding blog." Not usually, just because I don't. Okay. As I said, I don't really work with brides, so. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. What is what is this the difference between obviously it's a different industry and people may say like oh DC is obviously more conservative but like mm-hmm. what do you think is is the difference in your clients like obviously maybe they're not doing red carpet events but what's the difference yeah. between like a DC and LA client 
I think the main difference is in DC, the objective is more to blend in and sort of just fit the norm and like, look, maybe like slightly elevated, you know, like a little bit, uh, a little bit more elevated than their peer group, but um, nothing too outrageous. And in LA, I would say, you know, it's more about standing out and having your own sort of personal style and right. distinguishing yourself. So I, I think that's sort of the big um, differentiating quality about those two cities. Really any big city is sort of like that, but DC is sort of the exception. Welcome back to the Wedding Dish Podcast. We are super excited to be dishing today with Lindsay Evans Studio. Um, we're thrilled that we're able to record locally from home over full service radio, but we so do miss the line hotel in Adams Morgan. And we are very excited to take our amazingly fun wedding podcast back there ASAP and get back to normal life and routine. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Lindsay, we would love to hear about your wedding. Oh. It was a destination wedding, right? Yes, it was a destination wedding. I got married um, August of 2018. And and so, you know, August, like scary. But we were in um, California in Laguna Beach. And that's also where we got engaged. And so we decided to... Um, get married out there based on the fact that like my extended family is in California and my grandmothers are out there. So they couldn't really travel as easily to DC. Plus my husband loves Laguna beach and it's sort of where my family's always vacation for the summer. And so, um, we did an outdoor wedding ceremony at the Ritz Carlton and Laguna Niguel. And then, um, uh, the reception, obviously in one of their ballrooms and um it went very smoothly the day of the wedding but leading up to the wedding planning a destination wedding um was challenging <laughs> so <laughs> I think it was challenging mainly because I was starting my business at the same time that I was um you know planning this wedding and and then also the added pressure of being a stylist and needing it to be like visually like exactly kind of how I um, envisioned was daunting, but it, I was very happy with the outcome. Did you, um, you have a planner or no? Yes. Oh my gosh. I would never do a destination wedding without a planner. Yes. It it definitely had a planner, but my planner was very hands-off in terms of recommend, um, in terms of like her opinion and that can be a good thing and a bad thing in my, in in my opinion, because sometimes you just want someone like when I'm like, well, what do you think? She's like, well, it's really a matter of personal preference. I'm like, okay, well, I wouldn't be asking (laughs) if I didn't want your opinion at this point. So, you know, they just don't want to like lead you down a road that where you don't like something. Right. Um, Yeah. That's such a, especially because you as a stylist had a, I'm sure a very specific aesthetic. Yeah, very specific. I really wanted sort of like an old world Italian feel meets like being at the beach. So that was sort of an interesting um, juxtaposition to find and marry. And like my dad's allergic to olive branches. And so we couldn't use olive branch, you know, like different little quirky things like that. Um, 
that came up, but I think we achieved something, something right around that inspiration when all was said and done. But it's so, it's so funny planning a wedding, like a destination wedding, because you don't really get a sense for scale of anything um, until the day of. I mean, like I, you know, especially when I was looking at the flower quote and I was like, well, you know, I think we should have three um, candelabras on each table. And they were like, absolutely not. And I didn't understand why. It's because the candelabras were like three feet tall. You know, they were huge. So um, things like that, you just, it was hard for me to get a sense for anyway. And I don't think anyone really like broke it down. And these like wedding industry people, at least out there, are just like churning it out over and over and over. And so it's really just about like driving business and not, tons of detail I found um I think because these venues do so much they just do so much so I think there are pluses and minuses to having like a wedding at um such a well-known venue and things like that yeah it's definitely I mean I would it sounds like it's kind of a wedding machine exactly that's exactly how I would describe it yeah and actually the day before they were setting up flowers for uh, on the lawn that I was going to be on and everything to someone else's wedding. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was all pink and stuff. And that's not what I had asked for. And I was like, oh my gosh, are they setting up for our wedding already? And they're like, no, dude, this is like a totally different wedding today. So, um, so anyway, you know, I, I never would have known, but um, I was happy with it. I was very happy with it in the end. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, I also had a destination-ish wedding in California, and um, oh, I where? would never in Paso Robles. Oh, uh huh. Um, yeah, we got married at Adelaida, um, the winery on the hilltop. So it's like overlooking the valley at sunset. Um, it's really pretty. Yeah, but um, Paso is small enough that you don't get that vibe, but I could totally see Laguna beach being like a wedding machine. Yeah. It's, it is small. Like the, the little town is small, but that also presents other challenges too. And like transportation hotels we had, uh, we, there wasn't really like a great mid tier price point for hotels. Like a, a holiday in room there was like 350 a night, which is sort of crazy for a holiday in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you're like having your guests travel cross country to stay at a holiday and it's like not very chic or like 800 a night for a room at the Ritz. So it was those logistics were a little bit tricky, Um, but the town itself was so cool that I think people really enjoyed themselves and everything. But uh, did you find any of that with your wedding? Like any any sort of. Yeah. Yeah. We only had. There were three hotel options. Um, one was the like a Marriott property um, yeah. that was just kind of corporate feeling. The other one was a super expensive hotel in downtown uh, Paso Robles. And then um, the other was like a Motel 6 or something. So there weren't very many options. I know. It's, it's kind of, that's like something you don't think about when you're choosing a venue. You're like, I just like want the venue to be right. You don't think about kind of all those other things, but hopefully the brides listening to this will be woke to, <laughs> to the situation. Yeah. Thanks to our mistakes. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. I always feel like that about, um, you know, that's like one of the reasons that I think this podcast is fun is because, you know, there's so many different moving pieces in weddings. You just don't, you, you can't think of all of them because you haven't done it before. Right. Yeah. Did you guys both use planners? Yeah, I, I did. Sure. You eloped. Fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, it's like, I was, I love hearing all these details. Cause I was in the same boat. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have anywhere to go. And I would have like loved to have sat with a glass of wine and like listened to a podcast like this and been like, Oh, like so-and-so yeah. went through this or like, whatever. <laughs> I had, right. we, well, we both had to go through it by ourselves. You know, there just wasn't like anything. Yeah. Yeah. When did you get married? Um, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But I've been with my husband for 18 years. Holy yeah, cow. Years. Wow. Yep. So, um, well, did yeah, you my meet husband, children? Like, what happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're both from Boston, and we met in Boston, and then we were separated for a little while. Like, my husband went to New York, and mm-hmm. then we went to Los Angeles together. And, um, and then we, we came here together, which I was very reluctant (laughs) to leave Los Angeles and come here, but we did. And we, we, we kind of always knew we were going to elope, you know, we just, it, it never was like the right time. And we go to Miami every year and we thought we would get married when we were in Miami, like over the holidays, which we always are. And it just, you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. Las Vegas. It was too complicated. So when we got home, we just went to the courthouse. Yeah. And so we had a really like, you know, simple kind of elopement um, wedding. But yeah, I've been, we've been together for a really long time. Did you do a party after that? Or did you just do an elopement and like, that was that? That was that. Because we- What's that? I really, honestly, I really didn't. I mean, we, all of our, both of our families were from like, uh, outside of Boston, like suburbs, like both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think like our family was disappointed, but they knew as Sarah's heard all this. So she's like, this is so boring. <laughs> no. Um, but like my mom and my sister like flew down here and like got me a hotel suite and had these like bridal gowns and like, there, like, the family knew that I wasn't that girl, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I, it was like an extended time of like, I'm not gonna be doing this, right? Um, and they just were nice about it, like, they were so nice about it. And when my mom and my sister did that, I was so touched and I was, it was so nice, but I just kind of stuck to my, to myself, you know? That's so important. I'm yeah. I'm really glad that I did because it's just it was never like what I wanted to do, you know. Yeah, I I think I would have probably taken that route if I weren't an only child, but oh oh, that's a different story. Yes, I didn't have as much flexibility there, dears. <laughs> See, I'm I'm one I'm one of five, and oh, uh, like, whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I kind of flew under the radar, but they know me well enough. Like they knew that like, that's something I would do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Plus they get that experience with like other siblings, I'm sure. They did. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. 
I gotcha. Very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that you stayed true to your vision too, Steph. I, I think you did what was perfect for you too. And, um, and that's always, that's always the ideal situation, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah even, I, didn't, I, didn't ha- I didn't have like a cheerleader telling me like, yeah, do that. Like, I don't know anybody who did, who did that. You know what I mean? I think I know like one person from a long time ago that like got married in Las Vegas. And I was like, wow, like that's scandalous. And I was like, I never thought that I would do something like that. It just happened to, to turn out like that. Like I, I happened to turn out like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, when we when we drove from from LA out here, um, we drove through Las Vegas, and we were like, maybe we'll get married in Las Vegas. But I thought my mom would be really upset, just like with that, you know. Mm-hmm, so, that right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I was just like, oh, she's not gonna like understand this. She's not gonna like it. Like it just felt weird about it. Even though it would have been really fun, it would have been really easy. Like, it's such an easy place to elope, from what I understand. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. It's so personal. Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, it does sort of have a stigma, Um, (laughs) whether it's fair or not. I'd love to do, like, a vow renewal there, like a like a um, 10 year vow renewal and just do like a total white trash, like Elvis wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love Vegas. Like we go there. And so it's like, I love it. I just, I didn't know if my mom could like take that kind of a phone call. (laughs) I didn't know how I was going to explain it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I I love Las Vegas. Like I would absolutely love to get married in like one of the hotels, you know, um, what fun, but yeah, it's a, it seems like a good thing for later. Yeah, what's not to love about Vegas, really? I mean, <laughs> all good. <different. laughs> oh, that's funny. So, Lindsay, what was your favorite thing about your wedding? Um, this is going to sound so random. Other than like you know loving my husband and all those wonderful moments, um, I was super insistent upon these chairs <laughs> that I wanted for um, the ceremony. And they were like fabric and really sort of quite ornate and um, heavy. And I, it was just really a strong part of my vision. I was like, it's not going to, it's not going to have the same look if they're just gold shivari chairs, which are beautiful. You know, I no shade on gold shivari chairs, but it was just really like tying in my old world vision to have sort of this um, fabric chair. And so I, you know, at this point, the budget was like so blown out. And so I spoke to my parents and I was like, is there any way we could do the chairs for like just the ceremony and not have them at the um, reception? Because they would have had a lot of times with these places, like they can't do the chairs from the ceremony and uh, unless they're like really light and then move them into the, reception so it would have had to be like double the amount of chairs as people that were there just to like have them set up in both places um anyway long story short they were like yeah and anyway it just made all the photos look really beautiful um of the ceremony because that location is it's really just an empty lawn you know so whatever you fill it with is like all that it is um like a bluff and so um I was just 
happy that I went with those. But favorite moments? Um, probably, well, I cried walking down the aisle, so that was sort of embarrassing. Um, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even know what the name of that song is, but we had a, it's, it's one of the classic wedding songs that's in like Father of the Bride. And I hadn't listened to it prior to the wedding day as I wanted my reaction to kind of be authentic and not like preparing myself and trying not to cry and whatever. So anyway, I started crying and then I was worried about my makeup the whole ceremony. But um, I think I really <laughs> am glad that I didn't do a first look for pictures, just me personally, I'd kind of always, I never really like envisioned my wedding per se, but I'd kind of always envisioned um, walking down the aisle and having like my husband see me for the first time. So everyone was trying to talk me into do a first look because it'll fit in better with your timeline. And while I totally understand that decision, for me, it just wasn't the right decision. And so, um, so I was glad that you know, we kind of got that moment and then um, had all of our photos once we were married. That's I nice. actually had the same thing. Um, I, did not I, we, I did not. And I didn't, I never thought about it this way, but I, I never envisioned my wedding per se, but I did envision that moment when I would see my husband and he would see me walking down the aisle. Yeah. So that, that's interesting that you said that. It really like was exactly the way that I feel. Um, so that, that's yeah, really Did it cool. work out fine, like timeline wise? Because for me, it worked out just fine. Yeah, ours was totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I, do- like, I had to get my hair completely redone and we were still fine. Because <laughs> I was sweating so much. It was so hot. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there anything you would do differently about your wedding? The only thing I would change probably, first of all, I had way too many flowers. Like, that's when I say the scale. I mean, it looked gorgeous, but it was like, okay, I probably didn't need this many flowers. Um, and then... <laughs> Yeah, scale is just really hard to know. You know, it's like, I mean, they'll tell you sort of the um, stem count of your flowers. But like, if you're not a florist, what does that mean? So um, they did sort of a show and tell. And I was like, well, these look good. But you know, it's hard to envision in the whole room. So I just made sure to ask um, the like my wedding planner, is this a florist that use a lot, uses a lot of fl- uh, a lot of flowers? Or is this a florist that sort of uses more greenery and so I went with one that uses a lot of stems and it looked very lush and sort of what I wanted but I was like okay I I (laughs) I probably should have chilled out on that um and then the other element that I really loved for um the vibe in person but I didn't love the photos of as much was we used this sort of French blue velvet um detail uh, on the invitations and some of some of the little you know details with um, the entire wedding day and one of the elements my wedding planner brought in was using um, French blue velvet tablecloths and it looks gorgeous on the day of super luxe but in the photos it looks like very 80s and so that's one thing I mean how could I have known you know it's one thing that I probably would have reconsidered but I just you know I hadn't seen it done before and it actually got us into a magazine so oh well um <laughs> I guess I guess it was a good choice but um 
you know, there's just things that are ultimately you're just not going to be able to control. And that's like a super finite detail. So. Yeah. And so you said you were launching your business at the same time as planning your wedding. How did that go? Yeah, I don't recommend it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was very stressful. Um, I, you know, I think... I think the difficult thing about wedding planning from afar is like you just get these emails and you kind of don't know when they're coming and you don't really know how much time they're going to take you. Like, for example, choosing the music, you know, going through a huge list of songs is pretty time consuming or even finding a band. Um, I delegated I delegated things to my husband that I knew he really cared about like finding the band. He's like very into music. So um, that was one thing he handled our um, getting our wedding, uh, our marriage license. And, but everything else I, I kind of was on top of. And so I, so in doing that, I said, I don't want to have any involvement in my bridal showers or my bachelorette. Like if you guys can take care of that, that'd be great. Cause I just couldn't take it on simply. So I try and do like my work stuff in the daytime and then from like four to six handle wedding stuff. And then my husband would get an earful by the time he got home. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least four to six is earlier in the day in California. So when you're planning from the East Coast over to. Pacific yeah, time. that's true. Yeah, 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 totally. Um but I think just sort of being, I felt a little bit bombarded with like, oh my God, I ha- kind of had no heads up with like a timeline in terms of like when I was going to be receiving some of this stuff. And like one week it would feel like I was doing a ton for the wedding and other weeks it was kind of slower. So um, if you can get sort of a timeline from your wedding planner ahead of time, I definitely recommend that. Also, if you can not start a business. <laughs> planning your wedding I suggest that as well did you think it impacted your business that first year I think I you know I still think my business grew pretty quickly um I just think it was so much time on my computer you know whereas now I'm I'm not on my computer so much and I'm actually with clients most of the time um that makes a big difference. I don't think it necessarily impacted it. I just think I probably would have grown even faster, but I'm still, you know, quite happy with my progress. It just, you know, took it just took time away like these things do. Yeah. It, planning a wedding is definitely time consuming. Starting a business is time consuming. So um, I'm yeah, super impressed like, that you were able. <laughs> sorry? Oh, I'm sorry. It was just like two full-time jobs almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's really impressive that you were able to handle doing both of those things, and especially with a destination wedding. Thank you. I thrive in chaos, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fun. Um, what, what was the, other than wedding related, what was the biggest challenge that you came upon in building your business? Um. Well, I think in starting any business, the beginning is always the hardest. It's hard to kind of get out of your head and stay motivated when things aren't exactly breaking in the way that you would expect they might. 
Um, for example, like when I moved here, there were people that I thought would be giving me a ton of referrals that, you know, were just like sort of invested in their own lives and um, just sort of preoccupied in what they had going on. And there are people that I would have never thought that um, it gave me some of my biggest clients. So I think really when you're starting something new, reaching out to literally everyone in your network um, is a really strong way to start. And also, you know, like I sought you guys out to be on this podcast. Don't be afraid to um, email people that have no idea who you are and what you do and why you might be an asset to them. And I'm always sort of a believer in like um, sort of proving what you can do. So those are, that's my two cents. Did I get off topic? I love that. No, that was a good answer. <laughs> that was great. I mean, and that's, that is a great point because um, you know, I, I had kind of been vaguely familiar with what you did, but I didn't, have a full grasp of it until I started like looking into um, looking into your business more thoroughly because you reached out to us in order to be on the podcast. And it was, it was eye opening for me because I wouldn't have necessarily thought to ask you to be on the podcast because you overlap in weddings in a lot of ways, but you're not wedding specific. Um, So I think it's, it's so important to remember that just, like there are ways that you can work with other people that maybe aren't super obvious to you, but then might be super obvious to that other person. So it's, it's always good to reach out to people, even if it's a little bit of an additional reach, because I'm so glad you wanted to be on the podcast and I'm so glad you were able to be here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I think even in those moments of downtime, when you're starting a business, like instead of stressing out about money or, you know, all the things that go along with a startup um, or putting pressure on yourself or beating yourself up, I think use that as an opportunity to brainstorm and think how you can add value to other people's business and um, go from there. I agree. And pivot, you know, don't scrap it, just pivot. Right. um, You know, sort of push yourself. And, you know, I I learned early on in my career that if you go to people and say like, hey, I want to do something with you, they're like, that's great. But like, I don't, they're not going to take the time to figure out how you can work together. So you have to take the time to figure out like how you can, you know, be an asset to them. So sort of, you know, piggybacking on what you said. I agree. I agree. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, you guys. This was fun. Next time um, down the road, we'll have to go to the line. Yes. Absolutely. And we will have lots of rosé and laughs, and I'm sure you will look fabulous, and Steph <laughs> and I will be in fab leisure. <laughs> I don't know if any of us are going to look fabulous after this corona virus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, Lindsay, how can people find you? So you're you have an awesome website at lindsayevansstudio.com, right? And then your yeah. handle on Instagram is at Lindsay Evans Studio. Yes. Lindsay, Lindsay with an E. Lindsay with an E. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Lindsay with an E. Lindsay Evans plural studio. Um, so two S's in there. And then um yeah, I'm on I'm on everything. I'm not on Twitter, but I'm on everything else. So yeah, we've been posting, 
we'll put your links in our in our show notes in case yeah. you guys are trying to, you know, dress for a wedding or whatever, just want to reach out to Lindsay. Um, yeah, you can exactly. find her in our show notes. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to send you guys virtual options, all kinds of things. Yeah. And we've also been posting photos of your wedding and some styling things you've done and your office, which I love because red is my favorite color. Um, <laughs> and all those things on our social media, which is at the Wedding Dish Podcast. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So you all can swing by and see some of her stuff and then, you know, click through to see Lindsay's um, Instagram and whatnot. Um, But thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone for tuning into the Wedding Dish brought to you over the fantastic full service radio, which is normally at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., but um, we're pivoting and doing this locally and unfortunately not with Rosé, which is, you know, life is hard sometimes. <laughs> and please oh, sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening platform and follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast. Thank you all so much for being here, for tuning in. Lindsay, thank you for joining us. And we're excited to hopefully continue collaborating with and see you in the near future. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a great day. You too.